Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. That's right. The Busted Open Podcast is available for free. And if it's free, it's for me on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget you can listen to Busted Open Live Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. That's right, the channel that Dave LaGreca built. And make sure that you subscribe. Exclusive content right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Can't get it anywhere else but the podcast, including what we're doing right now. And that is the Masters Class when we get our Masters of the Ring, our legends. That's right, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry. Tommy Bully, Mark, good morning to you. Good afternoon, Dave. Or wherever you're listening or whatever time you're listening to the Masters class. How are you, Tommy? What happens if you're listening to the Masters class right now in Bangladesh? Then it's uh, roughly about the time. Anyway, we have a very important uh, topic on the show today that I think all three of you are going to be very, very familiar with. On our past Tuesday show on Busted Open that you can hear on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and also on the SXM app, Bully and I were hosting, we were talking about Matt Cardona. And I brought up a match between Tommy Dreamer and Matt Cardona on the WWE's version of ECW. I know, Bully, you had some comments to make, and then Mark took exception and called in. So, so Bully, let's start. You know, we talked about that conversation that we had. We've had that conversation about uh, ECW. Now, I know, Mark, you were listening to that show this past Tuesday, and it prompted you to pick up the phone and call. What did you hear on our Tuesday show that motivated you enough to call into the show Tuesday? Well, the the, the watered-down version was the first thing that um, bothered me. And the second thing was... um, that what happened after didn't matter. And that I wasn't going to definitely co-sign for because everything I fucking do matters. And I took a lot of pride in going to the ring with that ECW title around my waist because it meant something to me. And as a wrestler, um, you're not defined by titles. There's been thousands of guys that was so much better than the guys that held the titles, but they were able to work and make everybody love pro wrestling. But when you put a title around somebody, 
it should be prefaced with the fact that, you know what, they, they were able to attain the title. And ECW uh, was a movement. ECW, um, you, you can't put it into pol- political type things like um, these matter movements type of things. ECW transcended pro wrestling for about a four-year period. And in that four-year period, you had guys that never seen hardcore wrestling. They never seen wrestling where people uh, jumped off a balcony. They never seen um, they never seen somebody get hit with a frying pan, a toaster. Uh, people were throwing shit out of the crowd, and they would use it in the ring. Like I wanted to do that at WWF, but they were like, "No, we don't do that here." So when it was acquired as a company. I had to make a couple of phone calls because I didn't want to come from just an emotional place because I'm an emotional creature. And I reacted on that phone call emotionally because when you say something don't matter and and I was a part of it, then I'm going to defend it because it did matter. And that was wrong, period. There's no way around it. Um, If I was to say Bully Ray and Devon came to WWE, And I I say it all the time, how great they are. They are just as significant and just as great as any homegrown tag team that ever came from that company. Right up there with the best of them, if not the best. No, the best. The best. And if I was to say, no, I mean, for, for them coming from ECW, they were good then that would be fucking wrong of me. And I would admit to the fact that, you know what? My choice of words should have been better. So in this phone call that I made last night, um, a significant human being in pro wrestling, as as significant as anybody has ever put on a pair of boots, walked in a door of an arena. And I, I, I asked the question, was I wrong for making that assumption? No, no. I wouldn't because it goes back a lot further than um, what we're talking about right now. It goes back to ECW uh, in this person's idea was the fifth acquisition as far as the way that the top acquisitions were, were made for that company. ECW, fifth, Stampede Wrestling, fourth, Maple Leaf Wrestling, third, WCW, second, and then Georgia Championship Wrestling. I I don't understand that. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm not trying to interrupt. I don't understand the acquisition. ECW was an acquisition. They The WWF, WWE bought that company. Oh, okay. You bought it out of bankruptcy court. Okay. Right. Understood. Right. So all of those companies were bought by Vince McMahon and WWE. Um. They took the likes of Hulk Hogan, uh, Jesse Ventura, Gene Oakland from the AWA, from Crockett Promotions. They took Piper, Steamboat, Valentine, the list of guys. It's always been done as it relates to WWE. In no form or fashion was any of those guys that I mentioned a watered-down version of the companies that they represented. Nobody. Never in any fucking universe, 
any parallel dimension. If you are good, you are good. Where you came from at that point does not matter. It's about where you are. Everybody that benefited from coming to the WWE, they made more money than they ever made anywhere else. They performed in arenas that were 5, 10, 20, 50 times bigger than where they ever performed. And they were not a Philadelphia brand or a United States brand. They were a worldwide brand. And everybody benefited. Even at the, if you consider the watered-down version, it's a watered-down version of the world, not a watered-down version of America or a city. Okay, so Bully, uh, after hearing what Mark said and the comments that you made on Busted Open on Tuesday about ECW, you know, maybe you could clarify what you said in regards to, I know the conversation started about Matt Cardona and I was talking about a match between Matt Cardona and Tommy Dreamer that I saw at the Meadowlands in the new version of ECW. And you said, you said that it was watered down. So explain like what you meant when you said watered down. I don't know how much more clear I could possibly be about calling WWE's version of ECW watered down. ECW, and Mark, I'm going to try to retort to every point you just made. ECW was never supposed to be a worldwide brand. It wasn't for the masses. It was an underground movement that was unique and special and changed pro wrestling. Unlike any of those other companies that were acquired by the WWE. ECW, for people who want to be brutally honest about what this company was, changed it all. You don't tamper with something as special as that that changed it all. It sounds like to me in your explanation, because you talked about being the world heavyweight champion and taking pride in you did. It sounds like you think, or what you're hearing from me is I'm saying you were watered down or any of the guys there were watered down. That's not what I'm saying. ECW, the brand was completely watered down in the WWE. It was never what it was supposed to be. What was the very first thing you saw on ECW television from the WWE? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it the zombie? The zombie. What the fuck is ECW have to do with a zombie? Right off the bat, the very first image we see from the WWE's version of ECW is not somebody from ECW. I didn't see Tommy Dreamer. I didn't see the Sandman. I didn't see Rob Van Dam, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. I saw a zombie. To me, you're dead in the water um, right off the bat. Um, as I said, you know, Napster changed re- uh, the, the music business. ECW changed wrestling. And when it comes to having an opinion on ECW, whether I want to be politically correct and quarter a watered down version, I'm sorry, when it comes to the WWE's version of ECW. If I want to be politically correct and nice and say it's a watered down version, or if I want to be brutally honest with my opinion and say it fucking sucked, I have every right to do that. You always say, hey, pat yourself on the back, give yourself your own flowers. If I have to sit here and run down who the fuck I was in ECW and what I meant to that company, trust me, in and out of the ring, if anybody other than the other guy on this show, Tommy Dreamer, who has a right to say it was either watered down or it fucking sucked. 
it was me because I did more outside of that come outside of the ring for that company than I, than I did inside of that ring. I knew how that company ticked. So when I see the WWE buy it out of bankruptcy court and then present it to us in a certain way, I'm, I say to myself, this is not what it was. This is not what it was supposed to be. ECW was Nirvana. And, and Vince McMahon tried to recreate Nirvana without Kurt Cobain. And you can't do that. So Watered Down comes to the brand, the product, the creative. Do you think I think you're watered down? Do you think I think you suck? Not in a million Not years. at all. No, no. We've had about so much fun times in the ring. All of those guys that were in ECW, whether they were originals or they're guys like you that were taken uh, as part of WWE crew and put in there, none of them suck. But let me be honest with you, Mark. None of you are ECW guys. None of you. You're a WWE guy from day one. At the end of the day, when me and Tommy die on our headstone, it's going to say ECW guy because you were a part of something from day one when it was special and real and true. And we invested all of it. We weren't just wrestlers there. We lived it 24-7. Whether that meant what Tommy did or what I did. I mean, Mark, I don't know if you realize this. I'm the guy that booked the buildings. I'm the guy that put the schedule together. I'm the guy that bought the advertising. As a matter of fact, other than the creative that happened in the ring, which Tommy was a part of, and other than the designing of the merchandise, which Taz was a part of, Every other job in that company was mine. Everything. So whether it's being the most decorated tag team in the history of ECW, whether it's being the first original act that ever came out of ECW and inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, whether it's being the biggest money drawing angle with the Dudley's Dreamer and Sandman, or whether it's being the guy that helped move the company forward, you're the world's strongest man. You can critique somebody's lift by saying it was just okay or it sucked because you're the world's strongest man. And who is anybody to doubt what the world's strongest man is saying? If I want to say it was watered down, I have every right to say it because I'm not saying you're watered down. I'm not saying anything that even remotely resembles that. WWE did to ECW was ring out every last dime they possibly could of it. One Night Stand was a huge success. And when they were blown away by the success of One Night Stand, who, by the way, was main evented by the Dudley's Dreamer and Sandman, once they saw that success, they were like, how do we make more money on this? We own the brand. What can we do? Well, let's just keep tapping it and tapping it and tapping it and see how much more blood we can get out of this stone until it was dead. So that's my take on it. Nothing of what I was saying is directed at you personally or any of the boys personally. It's directed at what WWE did with the ECW brand. They watered it down. So what you're saying, Bully, and, and, and Mark as well, like it's really about those three letters, ECW. Like it's really about the brand of ECW. Because when you look at that show, if you had never watched the original ECW and you just tuned into that new WWE version of ECW, 
you know, there is a lot of success coming out of that. Again, like a Kofi Kingston came from that show. A Sheamus came from that show. Mark Henry, as he said, was a world champion. That show most of the time was being played out in an arena full of 10 to 15,000 fans. But like when you look at the, and I think it's almost a shame when you think about it. Cause I think if that show was named anything other than ECW, it would be looked at very, very fondly kind of like what we, the way we look at NXT. Like I think before there was NXT, there was ECW but I agree with you. I can see an original ECW wrestler like a Tommy or a Bully looking at that product and looking at that brand and saying, this is not what we started. And it became something completely different. Is that fair to say? I would agree and disagree. Um, that was what we're talking about is the corporate side, the business side. I, I took it on as from a talent. And Bully's not making a, crit- a critique of the talent just Matt Cardona, who he's facing. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that. But as a, uh, as a talent, from the talent side of it, uh, I looked at it that way because I was a talent. I didn't work in office. And um, it was a broad stroke statement. It wasn't a, uh, what he just explained about his involvement as office, as well as a talent. The WWE did not do all the things that ECW because one, the corporate side of it, they couldn't do all the stuff. There was a lot of guys that made a lot better living. There's a lot of guys that their lives are better because they came to WWE at the time, medical wise, health wise. And I think it might've saved some people's lives because, um, the extreme was truly extreme at ECW. Tommy Dreamer was a motherfucker. I watched that show just like I watched, I'm a fan of all wrestling. I was watching every show. And if if they would have opened with Tommy Dreamer being the baby face of ECW on WWE programming from a creative standpoint, it would have been much better. Maybe we wouldn't have this conversation because the business side of it being watered down, the storylines, the um, the production side of it, what this that would have never existed. The Dudleys, <laughs> they I don't think the WWE even knew they brought them the wrong tag team there in the first place. They didn't know how good Devon and, and Bubba were. They just assumed the name and said, "Oh well." Start bringing the guys in. You see, they, I could take that comment the wrong way, Mark. How's that? How the fuck did they not know how good me and Devon were? They just acquired it. No, that's not true. Me and Devon were courted by the WWE. The WWE got us on the phone and they said, we want you. We weren't acquired in an acquisition. We weren't acquired out of bankruptcy court. Guys that were acquired out of bankruptcy board court just kind of came with the deal. Vince McMahon wanted the Dudley boys. He took the Dudley boys from the WWE. He paid the Dudley boys a lot of money to jump from the East, to jump from ECW to the WWE. They knew exactly who we were. Two meetings with all of creative Vince McMahon and JR. 
They knew exactly what they were buying. They were buying the best tag team in ECW, if not the best tag team in the world at the time. So I, that's why they made made a brutal mistake (laughs) business wise, but I'm, I'm looking at it from talent standpoint, but what you just said, I didn't know. Okay. And, and they, if, if that's the case and they knew and they still fucking did a zombie, then who's that's their fault. Yeah, but by that time, Mark, when you saw the zombie, me and Devon had already moved on from the WWE, just to give you the, the right timeline of things. Timeline, yeah. Okay, so timeline. the ECW, Tommy, one, I'm going to make one last point. The very first ECW show that aired on Sci-Fi or wherever the hell it aired should have started with Tommy Dreamer in the it ring. It should End have started story. with Tommy Dreamer. End of story. So right off the bat, if you just want to take my watered down comment and look at the very first thing we saw as the zombie, as opposed to Tommy Dreamer, yes, that product was completely watered down. Tommy. Oof. Um, Here's just per this argument. And it's also where you're talking about, I can answer a lot of these questions uh, and with a lot of it is also facts. Uh, but here's the one thing, like with with bully, it, it's and just like myself, it, it is very, very personal. And if I look at Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith is a Hall of Fame cowboy, right, Mark? Yep. But he also played for the Cardinals. And that wasn't really the Emmett Smith that we saw. But as a Cardinal, he broke the rushing record, I believe, and all that stuff. And when you played for the Cardinals, he was a big part of like a Cardinals fan would be that way. So I could see bully's point. The acquisitions thing was interesting. The, the only other thing, and I don't know who you you talk to and you don't need to say it. I would say WCW ECW are in their own separate categories because they were purchased out of bankruptcy stampede. AWA, AWA. WCW is not bought out of bankruptcy. No, it was just acquired. It was acquired. Vince bought it outright for quote unquote pennies on the dollar. ECW was went bankrupt and was purchased out of bankruptcy court. Correct. It was kind of like, but like WCW was going away no matter what. And Vince did the same thing. But like Stampede was on its last legs, but it was still a functional company. Georgia Championship Wrestling uh, was a takeover. Toronto was still was a takeover. And even a part of the AWA, Winnipeg, and I forgot the other place, were run by Jack Lanza, and he had a piece of that, and that was purchased as a takeover. It's a little bit of difference. Anyway, being a talent and being uh, a performer in both, there's a lot of things that I'm going to get into and a lot of things that I'm not going to get into. Um, Business-wise, that first ECW one-night stand, was the second largest drawing house pay-per-view next to something called WrestleMania Chicago. That was massive, massive numbers. Then the next year, it still did good, but it didn't do as good as the first one. And that why? But we're moving the brand forward. And you could immediately, for me, I saw the difference. If I'm talking budget-wise, Raw had about a $10,000 advertising budget. SmackDown had about a $5,000 advertising budget. ECW, $500 is what they gave that brand to try to succeed. 
which was right off the bat a friggin' slap in the face. I don't know how Sign Guy Dudley did it. And we did it. And I remember the answer. Well, if you guys are this big, famous brand, we'll go ahead and see what this big, famous brand can draw. And I was like, you're in it. This, you own it. There is no reason to be doing this. Why not keep on making more and more money? Um, per capita, which I believe means per head, the ECF and W t-shirt outdrew everything. Everything. Raw. SmackDown on the live events. And we're having $500 advertising budget. And we're also outdrawing per head what we're doing on this merch. The same day I went to the merch table. Hey, can I get an ECF and W t-shirt? They're no longer available. Oh, well, next time, next show, can you bring some? No, we're not making any more. We're going in a different direction. We don't, it, it, and this was told to me corporately um, because we're, this is when they're going highbrow and that shirt is too crass. That was exactly what was told to me. On that same day was the Vince Loves Cock t-shirt from DX. There were so many things working against it. That opening uh, show that you guys talked about, I, it was almost where I threw my hands up in the air. But then I realized this wasn't my ECW. I hated it. But then on the other part of it, I loved it. Because, like Mark said, the money. Because Mark said, it hell. There's a wrestler who a lot of people are talking about, good or bad, CM Punk came through that thing. For me, it got me a WrestleMania moment. It got me my highest ever wrestling payday. It helped get a lot of wrestlers that busted their ass in the original ECW national exposure on a bigger brand. Could it have been something bigger? Yes. I think it was there the entire time, almost like set up to fail. When wrestlers got over. That's what it sounds like. They pulled them out and put them. Dave and I talk about the worst general manager and the worst trade ever. Yeah, Tiffany. With, <laughs> exactly. Of what we yeah. got. And, and, but here's the other best part of it. And, and, and Miz and Morrison were demoted to ECW. And Miz was on the verge of getting let go from WWE. If he didn't have that ECW run, Think of the greatness of the Miz's reign and the Miz being the top heel. That may have never have happened. Your run as champion was a great run. And, and like, there was a lot of great moments uh, through that. We've said it, Kofi Kingston. If it wasn't for that third brand, who knows if Kofi mania would ever have taken off. Hmm. So that's how you got to look at the positives and the negatives. And I don't want to harp on the negatives. Forget about, the December to dismember. You have no clue the behind the scenes bullshit every day. For me, I never had to encounter that in the original ECW. And even that first, first ever show, if you would have even known what the head writer who was Paul Heyman wanted to do for that show, we were all done that first day. Every ECW original was gone, fired by Paul Heyman. It's happened later, but I had to go and have a sit down with Vince and tell him things. And again, I'm not going to get into all this because I don't need 
clickbait articles. I don't need uh, any type of this bullshit because at the end of the day, I'm probably going to write a book and then I'm also probably going to leave business because it bully once told me a long time ago about a book. Um, the truth our fathers told us, Bubba. Um, I think it was the, the, the lies, the lies, the lies that our, it was either the lies our fathers told us or the lies our government told us or something right. to that effect. effect. And it, it had something to do with American history and native Americans. Correct. And like all the lies through history that they're trying to change. And I lived it. That very first show, I remember the reaction and I remember the huddle between Vince, Johnny, Kevin Dunn, and Paul. And I was right there. And I also worked in the office. And it was like, this is not good. And I've had many discussions with Vince during it. And it was good for what it was. But then at times, and there's another thing. And Bully and Mark, I get hit with it all the time. People tell me how much they loved ECW. And I look at them, I'm like, how old are you? And it has a great lore through Peacock and but there's a lot of people that also talk about the WWE ECW. And at times it was decent television. And when Mark said it, I never wanted the original ECW world title, but I went and pitched to Vince McMahon himself because my contract was coming up. And I straight up said, hey, if you want to get rid of me, cool. If not, this is how I want, I want to do it. And that end goal was the world title. And they went with it. My other, like when Mark says about pride, there was, that company was in business for three years. For three years, the highest rated TV shows, me versus Chavo Guerrero, me versus, I want to say Mark, me yeah. versus um, Chavo, Mark, and one other person. And that's the ammo I went to Vince. And I said, I'm your highest rated guy every year. And I'm losing all the time, blah, 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 blah. And I go, but here's stats. And you tell me you're this great businessman. How is this great business? And right then and there, I turned because I went with something that, and this argument between the two, not an argument, discussion is kind of like social media. And this event was social media before social media. And I said, you're going by all these decisions without statistics and truth. And you're saying one thing, Mark hears it. And he's going at it too. If you would have said the same thing to me, Bubba, I'd be mad at you as well. You know why? Because when I was champion, I was so proud. And when I walked out there in New Orleans and saw all those people with signs, I had the same amount of signs as John Cena. And that was one of the realest moments of my life. And I literally had like three different finishes because WWE was still messing with me going out there through the curtain. And it was just, and, and like, if you think about the entire thing, and I'm going to cut this off after here, that whole WCW was a failed experiment. And when Raw became Nitro for the night, it died. It died on the vine. And what did they have to do? They had to call in ECW to change the business again one more time. And that's when me and Rob debuted. And that's when we did that whole turn and you were involved in that, Bubba. And it was just like, they always had to keep going to this well when they needed it, but they also worked against it. 
And the entire time they friggin' owned it. And that was my biggest thing. And I was like, you own this thing. Why not promote it? Look at the, how great was it for a Mark Henry to come there? How great was it for a Miz, a Morrison, a William Regal? Guys who were on the main roster, it kept them fresh or renew. Brought me back to life. ECW brought me back to life. None of this is a part of the original conversation of watered down. You just brought up the invasion angle, Tommy. I was a part of the invasion angle. I was in the main event of the invasion pay-per-view. One of my highest payoffs of all time. Because of the business it did. But my point is this. If the both of you, all three of you, a million people told me that they thought the invasion angle was watered down or it sucked, I'd be like, okay, fine. And that was I was so I was a part of that and it was huge. Okay. It, it, because it was watered down. The WWE did not know how to utilize WCW right. the right way, and they sure as hell didn't know how to use ECW the right way, despite the fact that they owned it. This is why these companies became competition for the for, for the WWE. But as far as the crux of this conversation, the foundation of this conversation, Tommy or Mark, maybe you maybe you're thinking about this differently now once you once you hear these sides. Are you going to honestly say that the WWE's version of ECW was not watered down? I would never say watered down. I would say that it wasn't what ECW originally was. Then it was watered down. That's your opinion. Homogenized. It's not it's not true, but it's your opinion. Attach a word to it. Tell me what it was. The WWE was version of ECW was not what ECW was foundation was founded on. That's what it that's at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was not what the original was, but what it was was a different product for a different company that that everybody that was a part of it benefited. Castrated, homogenized, watered down, all of those words. Hey, whatever, whatever negative. Uh, but there was nothing. The, the, the positives that you guys mentioned that came out of EC out of the brand, I can agree with all of them. That still doesn't take away from the fact that the creative of 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 the EC, of, of WWE's version and what ECW was supposed to be is is watered down. I would be mad too if I came from the original ECW and I saw what was presented, and 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 I have to look at it like. Damn, I, I would, but I wouldn't say that a, the version of it was watered down because it, it don't fall on the company at that point. It falls on the people that's performing. I also no, think- it does not. Hell no. Hell no. That would be putting it on you. That would be saying that you're a watered down champion and you couldn't draw. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the exact opposite. I'm saying Mark Henry should have been a bigger star as the world champion in ECW if the WWE had a fucking clue what they were doing with the brand. I also think, Mark, if they came out with the world's strongest man as a new wrestler, you'd be like, huh? And if this person did the same, like, feats of strength that you could do you'd be like whoa 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 wait a minute or then you would look at it and be like 
I'm a better wrestler than this person. Like Otis doing my finish every week and people kicking out of it. <laughs> well, there no, you but, go. But I think, but I think, well, I think. Well, okay, Mark I completely is, changed my mind. Fuck yeah. it. Let's, 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 let's just erase the show. But there you go. But I, but I think, and honestly, I'll just use Busted Open as an example. If Sirius XM said, you know, or if if somebody acquired Sirius XM and they saw Busted Open, it's like, all right, we got, we're going to keep Busted Open because it's usually successful. We'd be stupid to get rid of Busted Open, but we're going to replace everybody with new people. Like, you know, I on the outside would be like, wait, this is not the Busted Open I created. This is now a completely different version. And I would probably use the term watered down, but. If the new cast of characters on Busted Open heard me say, well, that's just sour grapes from Dave LaGreca because he's no longer a part of Busted Open. It's a different Busted Open, but it's not watered down. But I would be saying this is watered down because this is a different product than what the original Busted Open was supposed to be. That would be putting it on the cast of characters, on the wrestlers, on the radio personalities. This has nothing to do. My take has zero to do with any one talent that was in the WWE's version of all business. He's saying all business. I'm saying that the creative Paul Heyman thought that the WWE's version, if we were to have Paul Heyman on this podcast, he would say things. If, if, if you're Mark, if you're taking the watered down thing personally in any way, shape or form, he would probably be saying things right now where you would want to come through your screen and strangle him because Paul thought it, it, it was the worst thing that he had ever seen in his life. Paul's opinion on the East, and he's gone on record with this. It was awful, atrocious. And and by his standards, you, you would have all taken it real personally, but it had nothing to do with you guys. Well, it let me throw this out there quick. Handed. Let me throw this out there. When you're saying awful, because the new ECW wasn't awful, but it was awful as, as far as like if you were an old school fan of ECW and what that company became, which is comp- exactly. the, the ECW yeah. that you were a part that of, that, you were a, that was completely different. The foundation of what that was supposed to be about was completely different. So I think I think we're getting caught up in the words here. If yeah. you're a fan of the old ECW and then you saw what it became, you would be angry because it was not anywhere near what that company used to be. But you can't call it awful because the new ECW wasn't awful, but it was awful in comparison of what the direction of that original ECW was supposed to be. Well, you know what? I'm sure everybody's... Before you wrap this up, we're living in this different time. Triple H is WWE. Everything is happy, happy, happy. Yeah, This is now a totally different brand than what Vince was doing. If, like this argument could be straight up said like anything that happened pre Vince or post Vince, it could be deemed as awful. We are hanging on words, but it, we see that just like NXT to uh, black and gold 2.0. And now maybe black and gold again, that means with it, like if you say that two point, there were some moments during the 2.0 era that were decent. But if you're going to, if you ask a person who was on that black and gold, you talk about the houses there, it's, it's the same argument and it's, it's literally words that we're hanging on, but it, it's, it makes for one hell of a debate. Hence why we're it, doing the masters. 
And I, I think we should keep the conversation going. Go to at Busted Open Radio. Give us your comments of what you've heard today here on the Masters Class. Please make sure you subscribe, comment, and rate us. Give us a five-star rating. We definitely want to hear from you. And if you like what you hear on the Busted Open Podcast, again, exclusive content you can't get anywhere else, you may want to try our live show Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, three hours of Busted Open Daily on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156, The Nation. Uh, we want to hear from you. Guys, Tommy, Bully, Mark, awesome show today, my friends. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Got a lot of clarity. Learned a lot today. I did, too. We'll talk to everybody next time right here on Busted Open's podcast, The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.